It's go time once again. All right. We're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, where, where, do we, where are we going? Where, uh, wait, where? I'm going to, I'm going to the land of uh, big cans. Got myself oh. a big, got a big can here. Watch and, out for uh, the big naturals. You know how much I like those. <laughs> I already opened this one, so I don't have the fun can crack sound, but but it's a 24-ounce can, so, you know, you're allowed to take your time with it. That's I okay. I got I got some cano- uh, coconut water that I put Canoconut? Uh, yeah, canoconut. I uh, I put a little tequila in it, and, and also, no sound effects, so we're going to be simulating. <laughs> Dude. Coconut water and tequila. That's nice. I, it was what was available. No, that no, that's nice. Like, it's not what I would expect someone to drink in April in Boston. But maybe the like, what's the, what's the temp outside? That seems like a warm weather drink. It definitely. Yeah. But it got up to like fifty five today. So, hey, yeah, that's warm. That's warm in my book. <laughs> Yeah, a couple more degrees and we're in summer. Dude, I woke up this morning, as I do most mornings, and then I uh, checked the weather. Classic. I wanted to know what kind of jacket I needed to to put on on my walk, my 1.2 mile walk to work. And uh, and they pulled the old, you might not need a jacket? <clears throat> no, they were like, hey, it's 34 degrees outside. And I was like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> oh, you're getting, Why? you're getting my mornings, huh? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? We're sending you some Massachusetts April mornings. Yeah, we've got like, it's finally kind of stopped raining, I guess. Watch out for the ticks, man. If it doesn't snow, (laughs) like the ticks will still kind of be ridiculous, even if it gets down there. Oh, I've been chewing on Yeti's flea and tick medicine as well. We're sharing it. Nice. Okay, because those flea collars (laughs) double as belts and cufflinks and bracelets real nice, too. (laughs) Don't forget that. You know, make a nice choker out of them what we do to our yeah. dogs yeah why don't they do flea collars anymore are the are the chew i guess the chewables are good for heartworm too and they don't really do heartworm collars to my knowledge maybe they do sorry uh, i'm not up on the uh the dog parasite treatments i didn't even know dogs had hearts let alone <laughs> wor- special worms <laughs> I, I didn't realize dogs were part of the mammalia class and I thought they were magical beings that came down from the sky. <laughs> we have to get Yeti. Obviously, he's got to have the flea tick and heartworm chewable pill thing. All dogs do. I okay. get that. Because it gives him a chance to eat cheese. <laughs> uh, he doesn't even need the cheese. They, 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 they must taste so fucking good. He's like, he, he treats them as if it's, it's a reward. <laughs> oh, but, okay. uh so, so he's flea tick and heartworm, and his, he's drooling already. It's like the gummy vitamins for adults. You're like, can I just have like maybe twenty of these? Is that cool? Is that fine? But like uh, they 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 dose it by the weight, which makes sense. But they don't have one. They don't have a big his, one or like a concentrated well, they don't have one. For one. His, so they've got one that's like a hundred to a hundred and twenty pounds. And so I give him that, and then I also give him the 40 to 50 pound. Yeah, exactly. As you well. Give, you give him a big dog and a little dog to, yeah. to make up his weight. Okay. <laughs> a big dog and like a medium-sized dog. Yeah. Yeah, the 40, that's that's not a small dog. I was, I 
went to pick up the medicine last time and I I dropped him off as well for them to look at something. So I was like, Hey, while he's here, I need to buy more, more of the heartworm stuff. And they came out or the, the, the woman was just like, how much does he weigh? I was like 165. And she was just like, okay. And then the vet came out and handed Yeti back. It was like, yeah, he's, he's in great shape. I was like, awesome. And she was like, Hey, how much did he just weigh in at? And the doctor was like, you know, like a her vet was like 164 pounds. She was like, Oh, I thought this guy was was lying. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought this guy was fucking with me. I thought he was having a nice April Fool's Day. Lo and behold, it's a weekday, and he's got a hundred and sixty pound dog. Like, good luck with your dog. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's been going on. That's that's the heartworm pill update. Okay. For those well, how do they score. taste? Because I assume <laughs> you're gonna ha- you get to take two big dogs. <laughs> you know what? I like to I like to. I, I I chew one and kind of suck on it. Leave while, the other in wh- your morning coffee? Well, while I'm working on that, I take the other one. I kind of bash it up and mix it with some warm water and make a nice jus, a little au jus. And then okay, I, yeah, uh, I, yeah, di- I dip I dip a beef sandwich into it. Okay. It's, see, it, you know, it's all about the fun that you have, you know, taking the medication. <laughs> exactly. And that's why we invented the, the fucking gummy vitamins. That's why I have gummy vitamin fish oil you know because because we couldn't take regular vitamins so they had to teach us they were like hey it works for kids it the same psychology might work for adults or something that you have to do so you cover it in sugar and then that'll that'll take the sting out of it yeah it's true i know i know what i know a doctor i have a friend who is a doctor i'm not going to specify any more than that but (laughs) Yeah, he nice. loves eating those gummy vitamins and eats. He eats way too many, <laughs> and he's a doctor, and he's like, I should not. And I'm just like, can't you just buy gummy vitamins? I think he. I, it sounds like he also sleep eats, and he sleep eats gummy vitamins. But can't he just find healthy gummies though? Like maybe he just enjoys gummies. Like you know, yeah. Maybe not eat a bag of Haribo every day. That that might get bad. You know, especially that might look bad on you as a doctor. It's like, well, I was eating too many government vitamins. Then I had to, I had to taper off, so I, I switched to the <laughs> those Haribo bears. But whew, oh, they they put their hooks into me, and here I am now losing a foot to diabetes. Remember that one? It was like a viral before we used that term, um, like Amazon item you could buy, and it was a pack of like I don't know. 5,000, 10,000 gummies. It was a big pack of gummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pallet of gummies. <clears throat> and the reason that like the reviews went viral was like either the sweetener or, or something in it. I think they were like a sugar-free or like a diet gummy bear, but it just gave you instant liquid shits, just like full explosive diarrhea, just cleared you out. And... That was not written anywhere in the product description. So all the reviews were like, look, I guess I'm going to give it five stars because they taste good. But I literally shit my pants while driving my car. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought a bunch of people like made that mistake. You know, they, they got their uh, like duty free Haribo and didn't hey, didn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> it, it may have been duty free to the cashier, but. Not to the people on that cross-Atlantic flight. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, uh, I remember there was the diet potato chips from like 20 years ago that said on the bag, like, may cause anal leakage. 
That was a very funny bag to get your hands on as a as a young man. Yep. Back before everything we had had a camera in it, uh, yeah, you you would just see that bag and be like, huh. And if you were with one of your friends, maybe at like a mall or or if you were so blessed to go to the grocery store with your friends in the early 2000s. Love going to the store with the friends. Absolutely. You'd be like, oh, chaos mode. Mom, can we get this milk? It's like, no, of course we're not getting that milk. You know, you know, we get this milk and, you know, we get vast quantities of it. (laughs) We buy the pallet of milk. I have a milk distributor I've been talking to, so we don't have to come down here every two days. Man, if there were another way, if I could get a cow. A pipeline? <laughs> My God. Some sort of subterranean milk pipeline? Look, if the pipe, city provided it? They pipe gas and water to my house. Why? Well, <laughs> I know. I know. And electricity comes overhead. It's like, you can fly the milk to me. It's fine. I will I will pay a monthly milk bill. <laughs> I'll do yeah. it. All right. What if it worked like the old days uh, like where you had a milk delivery guy? Yes. You know, it was Dude, honestly, like I would be who, that guy. A guy <laughs> whose job was milk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't they- think I'd be a particularly good, like, dairy farmer or, like, animal farm. Like, when I worked with goats, I hated them. I hated the goats. And I love mowing lawns. That's, like, the closest I'm going to get to farming is that I absolutely love driving a giant tractor and making patterns yeah. in a field. That's fun. But but I love driving trucks and being yeah. a delivery driver, and I love milk. So I think I would have been an like, – because – I would have look. I know you don't have to love milk to be a milkman. I get that, but maybe you should because then you you respect the product and you're like, look, I got to get this there. I got to get there fast before it yeah warms up. It's got to be cold for the. For it's the, the, the way I was as Johnsons. a weed dealer. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I need my clients to be high. Like you yeah. know, if they catch me napping like uh, in the middle of the afternoon on a on a weekend and like I'm I'm stoned off my ass, like I. I really take that personally. I take it personally by continuing my nap and then <laughs> handling them later. But you know, I I still didn't. I I didn't not think about it. You know, it, it still affected me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of milkman I would be. Yeah, but, but I, I feel like the milk delivery system nowadays I would be a lot more like heating oil. I mean, if, if you're delivering milk to people, you know, these people they, are really need milk. Like most most no, milk people sure. are fine with the current system. They're like, oh, milk got yeah. a little more expensive. Maybe we're only buying quarts or half gallons. You need yeah. you need the clients that need like the heating oil like reservoir yeah, equivalent. We've got, of milk. A, we've got a drum that you have ground access to in the backyard. That yeah. we, we we buried to keep it insulated with with you know thermal insulation. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have looked into milk delivery systems, and uh, I I don't even want to speak for like uh, just myself here. Like this is this is like a us and our viewers saying we know we we know yeah. you've looked into <laughs> milk delivery systems. <laughs> yeah, and, and none of it's viable. Is all I'll say. Uh, it fits like, my like, specific needs. Do you think? Do you think in a couple of years they'll get there? Like no. Okay. I think they're only going to get farther away from. They they sell it in like pints, and it's like, what am I going to do with that? Oh, 
Okay. What am I going to do with a pint of milk? Have seven of them in a day? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's insane. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like <laughs> you're. We're we're delivering you uh seven pints for the week, and it's like um, no, no, it, that's this is a daily delivery. Like, yeah, I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I might see you tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> Honestly, by the time they've delivered a single pint to your house, that's already too little. Like yeah, like I want to have that before I get back inside. Exactly. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> two two pints of milk with breakfast at least. I can remember that's that's actually a, a uh, huh. okay you nailed it because there's a song that you haven't heard but we wrote in the band and one of the one of the first lyrics is uh, five egg breakfast and two pints of milk to drink and the <laughs> nice. song is called normal and it's about it, it's me saying a bunch of things that are normal for me. That are probably not normal in general. Yeah, I I like the concept. Yeah, Got, gotta say. Um, and yeah, if you need any help with any any uh, ex- extra verses, I mean, I'm sure I can <laughs> can lend a hand. <laughs> These are things Ben does, and no one else. I yeah, remember, I th- even there our Venn diagram. There's a couple of things that the both of us do where, you yes. know, like wh- where we see people in public and they're like, whoa, and it's like, this is every day. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't yeah. get why you're surprised. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it's food and or beer related, but yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I was talking with, uh, with Dan in my. In my space D and D group and some hey, of the space D and space D and Dan, space Dan, whoa, and Dan and D, whoa, I don't whoa, know. whoa, and uh, there were a couple guys in the group that I kind of know from the warehouse, like they worked there for a little bit, some of Dan's friends, and uh, so I was like, you know, Dan, Dan remembered you, but uh, his buddy was like, who was that? Because he he was Dan's roommate, so we we played D at his house yeah and i was like oh i don't know if you remember a guy who would come over with me and he and i would drink a 30 rack on like a thursday just between the two of us like every thursday and he was like oh yeah that guy <laughs> yep that's us <laughs> so, yeah. we were in our mid-20s and capable <laughs> of drinking yeah tw- like 15 beers a night yeah and then waking up at like you know 7 30 in the morning and going to work <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In between, like, or after drinking the fifteen beers, it's like, oh yeah, we we biked home like two and a half miles, and then and then woke up five and a half hours later, and then biked two and a half miles back to work. Yeah, <laughs> and it was fine. Yeah, it was all fine. Ah. I mean, we did that for like for like a while. <laughs> it was yeah. Like- Honestly, I I mean I still kind of kept up that lifestyle even even after you you went to uh like California. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I I drank less uh maybe, but it was still just staying up a little too late, drinking a little too much on weekdays and then following it up with a bike ride that completely sobers you up by the time you get to work and it's awesome. Yeah, I uh I'm looking for so I haven't tried riding my bike to work yet. Cause I got that Bart ride and 
It used yeah. to be a thing. You're not supposed to bring your. You used to not be able to bring your bike on BART the the rapid transit out here at all. And right. now you can, but there's like some rules about it, and they're very uh, rich people douchey rules. You got to ask yourself any- who's enforcing the rules. Yeah, and when? <laughs> yes, when are they? Yeah, because like if. You know, it, you described a couple of guys having a fantastic morning, uh, smoking, <laughs> exactly. smoking crack on on the train. Yes, yes, yeah. So no one's getting in trouble for a bike infraction when dudes are just like having a nice morning crack sesh. Exactly. And yeah. So the amount of people I see carrying their bikes everywhere um, during my commute, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it soon. So I'm excited to see how short I can trim that commute down. Because right now it's about 50 minutes each way, but each way has a mile and a quarter of walking. Yeah. So that should cut down. Yeah. Yeah, it should it should cut it down significantly because like the train ride itself is like 20 minutes, but then you know it's not it's not always right there. So sometimes it's like. 20 minutes walking, 10 minutes waiting for a train, and 20 minutes of train, kind of that. But uh, it, That's still yeah. not that bad. It's not, and a bike could really fucking streamline that. Really could. You know what? You should get your own train. I'm not sure if you thought Whoa. about that. Train Whoa. train milk delivery system or some sort of milk-fueled milk train? No, because you want the milk for you. You don't want the milk yeah. for the train. The milk if is anyway, If anyway, the uh train could produce milk like if the train was made out of cows <laughs> and you just fed it hay are we just describing like an ox cart <laughs> it, on the rails maybe yeah yeah oh but, no this is going off the rails <laughs> yeah i mean it's got to go to your home so you gotta you could do a narrow, narrow gauge railway down the street right to your house hell yeah dude yeah so some maybe like four four six four six and a quarter i don't know well I like this idea. This is nice. Yeah. I was just at a salvage yard over the weekend, and there were like a shocking amount of like train parts just there. Yeah. Some nice rolling stock. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I've tried welding one time and sunburned the fuck out of myself. So I wouldn't say I'm proficient, but, uh, you know, I could learn. Well, you just got to get the base. I mean, that's the key with welding, right? You like, you get the base. (laughs) Burn a, a little burn. bit. You you back off a little bit. Put some aloe on it, maybe. But then you get right back out there and you get that nice bronze. That shit you was so funny. That was so funny. Got yeah. the worst sunburn of my adult life indoors. <laughs> nice, <laughs> fucking stupid as shit. And was was it all just the the exposed flesh that that could see the light, or or did you get any reflection? parents or anything like that no it was just uh it was just basically my entire both of it was it was my entire right arm and half of my left arm um from the gloves down because <clears throat> you were like big so I, I had the gloves and the mask and everything on yeah and uh i wasn't even really getting hit with slag or anything like the little hot bits that that fly right. off but uh which i also had neglected to even think about again i'd had a few beers and so had my instructor who was just my wife's cousin and he's a great guy but 
later, we were both kind of like, that was some redneck shit that maybe we shouldn't have done. And he was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if your welding teacher is like, we should probably grab another beer. Like, that sounds like a good welding teacher. Oh, it, it was great fun. Yeah. No it's, complaints. That's the type of mentor that you want. You will. You Absolutely. would apprentice for that man if, you know, to to achieve the level of master, like there was a, a beer quantity that had to be filled. <clears throat> Big time. Big time. You know how like apprenticing for like a blacksmith, like you stoke a lot of fires. Like that's just what you do. Like you're a borderline fire stoking master. Yeah. Yeah, the the welding, the, the torch welding one. Yeah, you you drink a lot of tall boys. Yeah, you. Uh, man, I I know so little about welding. I don't even know what the assistants would do. I don't think there really are assistants. <laughs> I think you just stand there and learn. Hey, yeah, the only welding assistants I've ever really seen are in those ship breaking documentaries that I like to watch about like the most dangerous jobs in the world, and those guys are basically holding like. The gas cables from from jagged metal, like that's what the yeah. apprentices do. Yeah, <laughs> while the guy's cutting like slices out of a ship and hoping he's not on the part that's gonna gonna tip forward. You ever seen the dudes that weld underwater? Yes, that shit's fucking crazy. It shouldn't work. Like that's no, that's one of those like going to the moon. Like stop it. Like we yeah we're. If you can be that advanced, like, why do I still have to go down to the DMV? I saw a video of a dude <laughs> welding at the surface level. So he still had, like, the full underwater welding scuba suit on and the underwater welding gear. What a but, nut. But the, the waves were so high that at times he was completely above, the, like, out of the water. And at other times he was completely submerged. And all the comments on the video were like, this is way harder than just being underwater because there you're not really knocked around that much. Correct. Yes. <laughs> this is like, like him trying to stand up on on like a log flume ride as well yeah. as welding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like strapped to the pipe that he was welding. Like it just seemed wildly dangerous. And people were like, yeah, that's the kind of job you can do for like three years and never have to work again. They pay you so well. Like, uh-huh. But also the risk of death is is extremely high. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're making like 100 times your normal rate due to hazard pay. And so, yeah, you just bank bank a few years of that and, uh, you know, buy a house. If you you want to, or you roll the the dice. And buy all the milk you want. Yeah, you get some milk reserves going. Yeah, that's... That's where it's at. You know, you want that milk security. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> That's what we're all looking for. Look, all these banks that are that are failing, you know, yeah, none in of these them. uncertain times didn't have yeah. milk reserves. Unpredictable times call for a, a reliable friend. That's a clutch lyric and it's a quote from somebody. I forget. But I think that reliable friend is milk. Mm-hmm. We all had milk. Growing yeah. up, everybody listening to this. Damn right. Why did you turn your back on milk? It didn't turn its back on you. Drink milk as an adult. It's not weird. <laughs> it really isn't. Especially Here's since wh- we haven't normalized breast milk. Like, you know, we, yeah. we, could, we could get it from something, you know, that isn't bovine. But somebody is like, that's for the toddlers. 
Yeah, like if that, you're that's one of those, a toddler drink, it's like, no, it's a warrior drink. Come on. If, if you're one of those gym guys who wants to drink breast milk, you need to you need to isolate yourself from the rest of the milk community. You're not a part of our community. That's you look. You can do that, I guess. It's legal, but just it's weird, and I don't want to hear about it. Don't what don't about, tell me what about, about it. raw milk. Is that is that like on the way to breast milk? Nah. Okay. Raw milk's like what anti-vaxxers drink. You know, I, I know, but I but feel like, like an anti-vaxxer after a few step, like you know, a few milk-deprived nights of of raw milk is like, you know what? I I don't need cows anymore. It, as long as somebody in the house is producing, like I don't give a shit. Yeah, you're like, ooh, raw milk. I sure would love prusilosis or botulism. Yum yum yum. Yeah, the good the, stuff. Those are those are words. Those yeah. those are. Bacterium. It's, it's the same freaks who like that uh, raw water, which is comical because it's always water with a bunch of living shit inside it, and it's like that doesn't. Yeah, that's raw. Yeah, I like water shouldn't have like. Usually, that means you, raw precedes you know something right? that's kind of gross, like raw yeah. meat <laughs> <laughs> or raw dogging uh, <laughs> sexually. <laughs> You know, so <laughs> thank you, thank you for clarifying raw dogging sexually, as yeah. opposed to raw dogging for work. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I had to raw dog at the job today. Oh, <laughs> uh, that I feel like you could have fun with like find some Europeans that have learned English pretty good. But they they don't have the idioms down, and you just lie to them about what raw dogging means, <laughs> and just oh yeah, just that's trick. when you open a door for somebody without using a napkin, like on the handle, when you just hold <laughs> hold the doorknob. <laughs> raw dogging is oh, when let, you sneeze. Let me raw dog for you. There we go. It's 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 when you sneeze, but you don't have time to get your handkerchief oh, out. Oh, can I raw dog for you? <laughs> <laughs> Raw dogging is when you change lanes without using your turn signal. You just no. I we raw just, dog. We'll go in together. You do yeah, be good. We just we just make it the most mundane shit and just have a bunch of European cool guys that come by and they say yes. Maybe we raw dog later at the bar. <laughs> we have good time. Good big American time. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, I'm fine with that. We're pro raw dog in the sense that. By raw dogging, I mean tricking Europeans into saying raw dogging. Yeah. Uh, Even raw materials. I mean, like raw implies that there's still some work to be done with it, at least. Yeah. Like, even if it's not a gross sex term, uh, it it still implies that there's some refinement that you have to do, which I doubt somebody who's buying raw milk or somebody who's seeking out raw milk is like, yeah, I'm going to pasteurize this as home because I don't trust the way they pasteurize it <laughs> by industrial and national standards. Yeah, I want this <laughs> only homogenized, not pasteurized. I'll be doing it myself. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody is doing that. Like said, no man. So yeah, yeah, of course they're they're dropping from botulism and whatever other bacteria uh, <clears throat> comes with raw 
cow. I think I think you can get brucellosis. Okay. And I only know that word because it's in a Warren Zevon song. Yeah. Yeah. As we all do. I mean, that's yes. that's how the it became like the medical community became aware of it. Is Warren yeah. Zevon. <laughs> Warren Zevon has a, you know, he had a he had a sixth sense about these things. Extensive wrote, research scientist, man. Not only did he write a song that uses the word prusilosis in cattle, but he also wrote the song My Shit's Fucked Up bef- like th- th- a year before he found out he had stage 4 lung cancer. Like, yeah. The whole song's about getting old and a doctor telling you that your shit's fucked up and that you're going to die, and then a year later a doctor was like, "Ooh, uh too soon Ooh, <laughs> buddy you know how on wikipedia it says that song is fictitious well <laughs> looks like you'll have to update that entry i don't know if pre-biographical is a genre but you kind of nailed it <laughs> i like that pre-biographical <laughs> some might say self-fulfilling prophecy but that i don't think that works with cancer yeah, well, self-fulfilling, like it had to happen, mm. or it, he gets the cancer because he wrote a song about cancer. No, that'd be more exactly. like, almost <laughs> ironic. Cancer was like, what now? What's that? What's that? C- cancer didn't give a shit about him until he oh, wrote that. Oh, you thought. Oh, I, you thought. I was fine with lawyers, guns, and money. I thought you were going to die in a fiery plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he does just have... The coolest songs. He does. And they're all over the map. They truly are, in both the sense that they span multiple genres and the sense that he names places all over the world in his songs. Yes, he does. Well, they, like, they, like a lot. they sound interesting. They do. They do. Except for Veracruz. Sounds like it sucks. That was a bad yeah, song. I was just about to say, Veracruz used to sound fun, but now... When you when when the chorus now line is I'm all strung man. out on yeah when you're all strung out on heroin and that's just that's the line that it doesn't make me want to go no or Woodrow Wilson's guns don't like those yeah <laughs> famously racist <laughs> I, guns I like Woodrow Wilson's gun like <laughs> one at a time for me yeah Warren Zevon yeah his shit was fucked up his shit was fucked up. He was friends with David Letterman. He was Mr. Bad Example. Now, that's a song that names some places. Yes, it does. God damn. Dear listener, I don't. you guys know who Warren Zevon is. He's the Werewolves of London guy. The ha-hoo, Werewolves of London. We all know this song. He's got like two other songs that were on the radio, Lawyers, Guns, and Money, and Excitable Boy. And then he has a thousand other songs that are good that you should listen to. And one of them... It's called Mr. Bad Example, which is one of the, it's a very unique example of songwriting in that I guess there is technically a chorus, but it's just kind of slapped at the end of sort of rhyming, seemingly stream of consciousness storytelling. Right. It It's it's just more of a, a suffix to, to some statements that he makes. <laughs> yeah. And like the music itself, I don't even know if it changes the chords throughout the song. He's just kind of telling a story that rhymes and to a beat. And it's very funny. (laughs) It's very funny, and it's relentless. Like, every line advances the plot by, like, five years. Like, it's the most dense song, 
ever. You can li- it's only like two minutes long, but you can listen to it like ten times and still be picking shit up in the song. It's not like he sings it fast. It's not like he's rapping. He's singing a song, but it's just like yeah, good and lord. It's, typical- like, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. That not that impression. That that impression was so bad. So so very bad. Look but he does that. have okay. just that that that. I don't know, uh, saloon quality singer where it's just like he's he's already like a set and a half deep in into yeah. whatever he's singing. Where it's just like this is the last song that we're gonna hear. Like I'm I'm hammered. It's it's three in the morning. Yeah, you're playing catch up with him the whole time. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of thing. If he wrote a book, it would be unreadable because it would just be simply too dense. Like there would just be stream of consciousness, be, like no punctuation, just all words, and, all content, and no, and no filler words either. Like every word would be necessary to move the plot along, which means it'd be like screaming along, just going absolutely hammering tongs on your brain. Why doesn't that book exist? Warren Zevon just absolutely fucking my brain in half. Yeah, I'd read it. I'd read it twice. I'd listen to the audio book. He had a cool voice. Would you do that first? Audiobook first? Yeah, do you find that that them more digestible that way? Like have you ever so, heard an audiobook and we're like, I got to read that puppy? Or have you ever read a book and we're like, I really hope Neil Patrick Harris did the audiobook for this and then surprise, he did. There are there are some books that I read first and then listened to the audiobook. Um, but they were for different reasons. So like Norm Macdonald's autobiography, uh when it first came out, to my knowledge, it was only available as a book. So okay. I read that, and then later it came out as an audiobook, I think. Or maybe I just became aware that it was an audiobook and that he read it, which means it was basically like yeah. eight hours of Norm MacDonald doing stand-up, kind of. I mean, it's not really stand-up, but like it's it's him, so it's very funny. Yeah, and it's long-form so, stories without yeah, a, a audience. You know, yeah. I feel like that's... That's tougher for a comedian because he, you're going to laugh and probably out loud because Norm MacDonald's a funny fucking man. He's uh, so funny. So you're probably going to need to either pause or, or you know, have like a 10 second jump back button like we do. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other times it's because either I was unaware of the audiobook or they hadn't been made yet. So like, like I read... You know, A Song of Ice and Fire, the Game of Thrones books. I'm going to sound like such a douchebag here. I read them before the HBO show was even announced. I was just a nerd, you know? And and then I went back and listened to them later once. I, and maybe the audiobook existed when I read it the first time, but I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about it. Yeah, I didn't lose respect for you when you said you read them before, you know, the show. Like, I, you know, I, I get how some people would think that's pretentious. Uh, but no, I, I appreciate that because you, means you read a book, you know? Yeah. I read a book. The douchey statement was like, yeah, once it became the HBO show, you went back and listened to them. Yeah. Yep. I've also, uh, listened to the wheel of time in its entirety twice. And that's, that's 14 books. And most of them are between 40 and 50 hours long. That's a lot. 
Are you yeah. subjecting to Reagan to any of this? Like, because this has to overlap some God, road trips and shit. God, no. No, okay. I would never. No, this is just while I'm at work and commuting. Okay. Yeah. But the, uh, every the now si- and then I'll, I'll put on some Mike Duncan when Joan's in the car. And she, like, if she's not driving, she will fall asleep. Uh, like- yeah. <laughs> no, Reagan and I have a, uh, a short list of podcasts that we both agree on. And <laughs> are they all lols? Lols? Like funny. Uh, laugh oh, out loud. Sorry. I'd say yes. Sometimes they're like history yeah. that is funny. Yeah, like a, 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 a cheeky guy can, can tell some, some history stuff. Yeah, there's a, a British dude who does one called You're Dead to Me, where he brings in an expert and a comedian, and they just kind of like do like a short, I think it's like half hour, and they just tell nice. you about something. Yeah, all That's of nice. our, all of Joan and I's are, are, yeah, they have to have some element of comedy. It can't just be a guy. Yeah, but there's... There's definitely been some times where, like, there's a couple podcasts I listen to that I know Reagan doesn't like. It's not that she hates them. She just finds them incredibly boring. You know? She's just like that. It's it's nothing she would ever seek out to listen to. And But she yeah, also has a You're an engineer for, type. I, yeah. I, I know the type. I'm I'm a technician type. But, yeah, we, yeah. we like technical stuff sometimes. And uh, if if you can't just have a podcast or book that, like, spits numbers and technical data at you like the next best thing is just like something that's very informative and not funny at all and you know it's oh. like oh no some of them are comedy podcasts that she still oh. just finds incredibly boring because it's all like anti-humor shit so it's like ah yeah <laughs> nice you, you, you know what i'm talking about yeah i do and, and so uh she also will will occasionally you know, depending on the road trip i I can, you know, I, th- I think you're in, the, you're in the same camp. Can basically drive indefinitely, like, yep. I I got at know. least twenty hours in me. Yeah, at any B- given before moment. before I'm like, we should probably grab a Monster Energy drink. Yeah, and so you know, frequently it's just me with her sleeping, and that's when I throw I'll, I'll throw those on if I'm like, hey, who am I? Who am I a- appeasing if she's not, you know. So I'll toss that on, and she just wakes up and she's like, "Oh, it's uh, these boring guys." Yeah, thanks. It's like, like, yeah, yeah. babe, it's dark out. Go back to sleep. <laughs> I remember, I was taking the midnight shift so you could sleep. Yeah. the uh, The first long road trip Reagan and I ever went on was to the. Uh, we drove up f- from San Francisco to Idaho to uh, catch the eclipse, and we 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 made two stops on the way you know how did you know the weather was going to be all right yeah we didn't but it it didn't really cost any money other than gas you know it was a gamble yeah we didn't we didn't stay in a hotel ever on the trip we just slept in in the suburban it's funny that uh, you mentioned the eclipse like right now because in just about a year from yeah this week yeah right just south of your land right uh north north okay uh yeah, it's gonna hit over Montreal. I mean, like it's a ninety-five percent eclipse, I think, in Boston. So like, you're still gonna miss most of the sun. But yeah, total yeah. eclipse up up at the station. Yeah, but after the eclipse, we were driving back, and we Reagan had won some uh, a free hotel night on a weekday night at the Atlantis Resort in uh, a casino in um, in Reno. Right. So we were like, is that a good when one? She won them. We were like, "What? When the fuck are we going to be in Reno on a weekday?" 
And then we're like, hey, uh, we're going to be driving back through. And Reno's not on the way back from Idaho, but you can just, you know, scooch a little bit over and drive yeah, through you, it. You, you turned, you know, a, a still probably crooked line, you know, the way the interstates go. Yeah. Like just a slight more crooked. Like you added yeah. one, one more notch to it. Yeah. And so we were, we were coming back from Idaho. We had dropped her friends off at the airport that we had picked up. Who, who, or no, we we dropped them back off at their house. They they lived in Boise, and then we were driving from Boise, possibly straight to Reno, which is like pretty long haul. And yeah, uh, that, that's like all of Oregon, at least. Yeah, plus a lot of California and a lot of, of Nevada. <laughs> yeah, and uh, at one point Reagan woke up and she was like, "Wow." We're making great time, and I was like, "No, you've been asleep for four hours." <laughs> like we, we were making the exact scheduled time. And she was like, "Oh, right, right, right." right. <laughs> I don't know, man. We are dudes. We do have the ability to make great time. I mean, look, it, we made uh, great time. Yeah, it's like. But she was like, "Wait, we're only like a hundred miles from Reno." It's like, yeah. She's like, "Wow, we got there so fast." It's like, no, we didn't. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I, I got through a couple of chapters of this book. <laughs> uh, pretend I read. Pretend I learned about the five good emperors. There were five good emperors. It's that actually a misnomer. They were they were pretty corrupt, and and each one different than the last. Like the the first guy was good, and then the second guy was like, eh. it, all it, emperors are bastards. It's like if Ayab. we. If we went from Bill Clinton to Al Gore, and Al Gore was just like a one-term, like, ah, we didn't need that. Yeah. So, yeah, the second good emperor, not that great. Not even that good. It's just kind of... Hey, yeah. but was was he still an emperor? Uh, yeah. But they okay. didn't call themselves that. They called themselves, like, princeps. Princeps? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't like that word. I don't like the way that no, feels it's, on my it's, mouth. It, it's like an insect appendage term. I know. I, yeah. I get that. I get that vibe every time I hear it. It's annoying. That's why we chose emperor because it's the Roman Empire. The emperor is in charge of the empire. Blah, 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 blah. That that gives me the same vibe as the word mouth feel, where it's just like, we don't we don't need that word. We have precept. We have prince. We don't need princep, and we have mouth. And we have feel. We don't need the word mouthfeel. It's just or, feel. Or texture. You know, texture it, also works. Te- but like when you're describing works. when you're describing mouthfeel, you're just describing the feel of of the beverage or food. But you, like you don't exactly. say hand feel. You don't but, say hand feel. No, if ever you're, if you're saying mouthfeel about a beverage, you're talking most likely about viscosity, and then you you just don't know the word for that, and that's fine. Yeah, you, you can't just use mouthfeel like when you drink something. Yeah, we have to re-educate because, like, if someone says, if someone describes any type of feel and they're describing a beverage, I'm going to assume they're describing the feel they got from their mouth. No one's just putting their fist in their drink. That's not. No one's doing that. So just say feel. Stop saying mouthfeel. You heard it here first. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean. I don't want to say I've been saying it for years, but you probably mouth- have. Mouthfeel is a real dumb term. It's so dumb. You don't <laughs> hear me saying like, "Oh, my ass has great hand feel." No, my ass just feels good. Come touch it. 
Come give it a squeeze. Uh. <laughs> Maybe I'll be on the wrong side of history on this one. I don't no, know. I no, just feel it, like it, mouth feels dumb as shit. I feel so. I, I I'm gonna try to do this without saying feel, but it's tough. It's really tough. <laughs> yeah, it is. But maybe, maybe the term mouthfeel actually has the wrong mouthfeel. That's why you have to pronounce like the th so much. It's followed by the f. You know, mouthfeel. Like it Bro, has the cracking. wrong mouthfeel. You're cracking the code over here. You're peeking Guess behind so. the curtain. You, you you hear me, reptile people? Yeah, I I can see the laser right on your forehead right now, dude. This is not good. No, me and Predator are friends. Uh, we're we're solid. <laughs> Plus, the summer doesn't get that hot around here. The, the Predator doesn't doesn't get that angry. Got to keep so, an eye out for that telltale shimmer. <laughs> yeah, but that that's only in the hot years, man. Like normally, Predator is just a solid dude. <laughs> All right. Which makes you wonder why but, in Predator Two, when he was crawling around like the air conditioning ducts, and those guys like hit him with the liquid nitrogen and shit. In in the refrigeration, uh, or, or like where uh, Gary Busey got got killed, yeah. Like why why didn't Predator back off? Like, I get it. It's hot in the jungle. Like only in the hottest years did the Predator start start picking people off in the in the Sandinista jungle. But then yeah. once he got to L.A., sure it's hot on the street. But once you get up into the rafters, like it like near the AC ducts, it's cool. This is nice. Yeah. Imagine this is nice. Predator gets up there and it's just like, yeah, I think I'll get an apartment over here. This is this is not too bad. Yeah. Just Predator working at Trader Joe's in the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and the AC goes out. <laughs> but yeah, every time he goes outside to get into his car, he's like, oh, who, who must die it's on? A blood, who, it's the who blood is bath. the apex predator of this, this society? I must find the drug dealer. I must find the president. <laughs> Yep, absolute bloodbath in the as. Hey, look, Trader Joe's parking lots are famously small. Maybe this is why, you know, to keep the predators possible victims as low as possible. Says you, I was in a pretty big one this weekend. Were you? Yeah, and I actually think I'm I'm breaking from the, this cult. Like I'll drive Joan to her cult meetings, but I don't think I'm going to partake in the Trader Joe's cult anymore. That's very supportive of you, though. Thanks, man. I, no, my my grocery store cult by far put my lot with market basket they have dude, the fountain of youth yes. in that place dude market basket all day they have the fountain of youth if you ever need to feel young go into a market basket middle of the day on a weekday you will you will feel as young as like you need to yeah you'll be one-tenth of the age of everyone else there <laughs> even if you're 30 yeah yeah uh for for our mid-atlantic and west coast listeners market basket is a it's New England only, right? It's not just Massachusetts. Yeah. I think it's New England. Like it's yeah. multiple states. But it's it's a chain of grocery stores that was like run by this like old Demula old family. Man. Yeah. And then while I was working at Marshall's um the old man died and his kids took over and made all these fucking changes and so everybody went on strike including the delivery drivers to the store. Like, you know you fucked up when the people are like, we're not even bringing you food anymore. Fuck you. <clears throat> and so they eventually capitulated and put their dad's best friend 
in charge. They continue to own it, but they let him run the company. But um, it's it's like it's not like Costco at all, other than the dollar fifty hot dog and drink combo. It's like that shit's never changing. I'm like Market Basket is it doesn't have like set prices from the 70s or anything like that. Yeah, but they do have the lowest prices of any grocery store like constantly on most products and yeah. like no rewards program at all. It's just like that's the price it costs. That's what it is yeah. for everybody. And yeah. they have most they have most stuff. Uh but yeah, it it's a place where, you know, you might fight over like green peppers if there's there's a good deal on peppers. Like you might have to battle some old ladies. Yeah. And and that's all part of the culture. This isn't Hannaford's, all right? This is fucking Market Basket. You're going to throw the Hannaford. fuck down. You, you, it's not possessive. It's just Hannaford. I always thought it was Hannaford's. Yeah, I know. Most people do. That's God fine. damn it. I feel like such a fool. A lot of people say RBIs. I I really try not to because it's runs batted in, so it, it's RSBI. RSBI. Yeah. <laughs> it's like attorneys general. I, and I don't want to say that. You just say the attorney general, the AG. RBI. Not RBIs. RBG. <laughs> yeah. Ruth's Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Ruth's Chris Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going. Uh, Not too much meat on them bones. Nope. <laughs> but she worked out, Jim. Bo, she went to store. to the. She worked out in gym. Oh, you saw the film? No. You did. I think I saw like memes of like stills of it, but I guess yeah, I knew some people who were going to see it like opening night. I'd rather guess, eat guess my what own gender head. they were. <laughs> Loud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd rather eat my own head than go to a movie about a judge. Well, Judge Dredd. Mm. And I'm Fair not talking. I'm not talking Carl Urban, Judge Dredd. I'm talking Stallone. Versus Armand Asante, Rob Schneider is sidekick. Hey, here's something that's fun. They're re-releasing a bunch of old movies in the theater again. How do we get our old movies that we want to see put back in the theaters? (laughs) So a double feature that's just Demolition Man? Demolition (laughs) Man back to back? Well, it's Demolition Man, Super Troopers, and Demolition Man. (laughs) Triple feature. (laughs) <laughs> we call that the ladder spartan john spartan uh, what a good movie this this is a rat burger it's pretty good <laughs> best rat burger or best burger i've had in years gracias senor oh, yeah the subterranean Je- community how like how do you take complete control of Los Angeles except for like everything below your feet and like an uh, earthquake destroyed the city? Yeah. And they're all just down there. Just like, we just build girders over it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're subhumans. Like they, there's no way that they're going to topple our society. It's Mad Max, Jack Black, and Dennis Leary. All right. What can they really do? <laughs> yeah. But they trapped Mad Max World underneath ground. <laughs> They're like, we got this sweet car, but we, we have nowhere to drive it. I know we've talked about it, at least personally before, but it it's so good that they just like hired Dennis Leary and were like, yeah, just go be 
go do your five minutes of your current stand up routine while dressed like an like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Can you be serious in the middle of the movie and then just launch into like the middle of your your smoking like bit uh, at the end, can, like w- when your character can, survives? Can you just give us that? Can you do the song, the, the lyrics to the song you wrote, asshole? Can you just just speak them instead of sing them? Basically, can you do that for us. Uh and that was actually, you know, right, right as the uh, the uh, budget ran out in the movie too. You can see exactly in the movie where the bu- budget runs out. It's the explosion at the very end. Yeah, like they kick. You know, w- uh, sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> there's an explosion at the end. Yes, if if you uh, couldn't believe there was an explosion at the end of a Sylvester Stallone movie called Demolition Man. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, it's a stretch. It's a real stretch. Sh- but af- after he kicks off uh, Wesley Snipes' frozen head, and it it bursts. which looks like shit. <laughs> it doesn't look that. It doesn't look as bad as the explosion. So this is maybe where the budget was running out. But he runs <laughs> through some frozen bars, and that that looked all right, like some frozen prison bars. Yep. Yeah. And they're so brittle because it's so cold. But he's he's somehow running through all of it. Yeah. You know, because the because the explosion. Yeah, uh, but yeah, then they just green screen an explosion like behind him, slow mo running, and then show like a little poof in in like a bottom right exterior shot of I think it was a museum, like an art museum or like a fucking hospital or something. But you know how they always are like, hey, uh, can we use your your like corporate campus for bi- the exterior of Biodome? It's like, yeah, whatever. I don't I don't give a shit. Yeah, give us like five grand. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's exactly where the budget runs out because if you listen over the credits, there's a really crappy sting song uh <laughs> that has a hook of demolition man demolition man. That when does a- it get crappy? That's that that fucking slap, dude. That was a bop. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. That was the hook. <laughs> no, uh it, it it's it's right with like when Sting started to get crappy uh, with his music and and real like you know tantric sex or what whatever the rumor was about him, he desert rose he for whatever bad rumors were said about Richard Gere, I feel like all the good rumors were said about Sting. I feel like we we should try to buck that trend. I heard some story Let's get recently. a gerbil in Sting. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I, I had a there was some news articles I was supposed to read for Italian class a couple semesters ago. I did not because it was basically extra credit and I was barely hanging on at that point. But I promise by next week I will have looked into this story and I will come back and inform everybody if I remember. But Sting at some point bought like a vineyard in Italy with like a house, you know, like a classic, beautiful like palatial Italian vineyard and house. And then like, I think found out that basically like the mafia ran the wine dealings and then just wouldn't let him move in or something. Something happened where he was just like, yeah, I, I absolutely just got robbed by the mafia. (laughs) Like, and he was just on like, he was just doing like interviews about that. And everybody was like, maybe you should not, maybe you should not say that. Maybe, (laughs) 
Maybe that's bad to say. Why is that bad to say? Because you'll get killed, Jimbo. Will would the mafia kill Sting over a little bit of wine? Like the people they know the Michael mafia Jordan's runs dad. shit. <laughs> did they? Did they kill Michael Jordan's dad? I mean, <laughs> d- didn't they? <laughs> d- oh, didn't they? Okay. No, no. <clears throat> the mafia killed like Whitey Bulger. Ah. Jimmy and by the mafia, it was a guy Bigfoot. who doesn't like snitches <laughs> from the mafia. But yeah, I will look up this story and report back about Re- something that happened 20 years ago in Italy involving Sting. That's all right. We were talking about a 30-year-old movie and how much but it whips a, ass. Look, it's the only, it's one of two good movies Sandra Bullock ever did. So it's worth it's worth talking about. The Proposal? <laughs> no, dude. The Lake House. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you I like the, speed, baby. You like speed. The, speed too. Am I? Am I right? If, speed. If we're talking speed movies, it's clearly Speed Two. You know, you know the story of how Speed Two came to be, right? Cocaine. Well, I mean, yes. It's a tale as old as time. Yes, but like the actual like, I listened the, to the how it. Did how did this get made? Yes, of of Speed yeah. Two. That it's so good. For those who haven't seen Speed Two, first of all, you should you should see Speed, and then you should see Speed Two and see how very <laughs> different they are. But yeah, well, all right. It was Young Keanu, so like we didn't know him that well, I guess at that point. But like to yeah. trade him for what was it, Ben Patrick, or I forget Jason who Patrick. Jason Patrick, that's right. Jason Patrick. Ben Patrick I'm, is a I, tight I'm end. <laughs> no, no, I, Ben I'm Patrick ben. was a tight end in the NFL. No, my my tight end has great hand <laughs> feel. Nice. That that Patrick has no K. Ah. Yeah. Patrick. Uh-huh. And you trade, I mean, Dennis Hopper, which, fantastic, for Willem Dafoe, which, oh, okay. All right. I'll make that trade. I would I would not trade Keanu for uh, Patrick though, certainly not. Yeah, and Sandra for Sandra. Okay, okay, but 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 instead of a city bus, it's a cruise liner, and instead of the bus blowing up in an airport, we crash the cruise liner into a city, like slowly, <laughs> very very slowly. <laughs> Still do it though. That's how it would happen. It's realistic. Got to appreciate that. Yeah. Apparently what happened was the guy who wrote Speed had written a sequel, and they're like, great, we're going to do this. And then the director of Speed had a cocaine dream where a cruise ship crashed into a town, and they're like, all right, we're going to fire the screenwriter, and we're going to go with the director's weird cocaine-fueled idea of the movie and just flesh that out into a very bad script. Yeah. And that's what happened. They took exactly. they're like, all right, the guy who wrote the successful movie, he's out of here. And the guy who directed the successful movie, he's he's now the writer. And I don't think he directed it anymore. I think he just did, was the writer. Really? I think, I'm not sure. Huh. Okay. Nuts. All right. That's quick, not quick, that's not what you want to do. Quick question, how many speed movies are there? Well, are we including the lake house? Um, I it's not canon. 
because it's got Sandy B and Keanu. Yeah, but they're in different of, times. They're in different times and different dimensions. Yeah, but what is speed other than things traveling through time? Uh, speed is velocity with a direction. It's true. It is. But yeah. what's velocity? All right. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be such a bad name for a movie. It's velocity. <laughs> velocity. <laughs> they were already pushing it yeah. with gravity. They were pushing it. Another Sandy B movie. She did Speed and Gravity. A lot of natural physical or a lot of physical forces here. Yeah, I got my eye on her. Hey, maybe one day she'll be good at acting. Um, you got anything else this week, buddy? I wish I did. I yeah, mean, that I fucking got... neighbor started ringing their bell again, but <laughs> Matt and I are pretty sure like we're not even in a holy war. We we're pretty sure we've already lost. Like the holy war started and ended with like we we were going to lose. This yeah. person is so proud of that bell ringing. They had it repaired after it was damaged. Sure, it took them like 14 months to repair it, probably because somebody sabotaged it. But yeah, man, it's back. That is ass. That is yeah. no good. We're hopefully we're leaving soon. That would be nice. Yeah, got a couple of months left on the lease, but nice. I don't see myself staying. Okay. That's exciting. So, yeah, I guess I did have a little bit. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, fuck that church. Fuck that that's- church. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jimbo, do you have any advice for anybody who wants to sabotage a bell inside of a church? <laughs> no, I am taking a uh, peaceful, nonviolent stance on this one. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone.